to your favorite podcast, D-Influence. Hi, my boo-boo. How was your week? Um, my week has been good. My morning started out great. Um, in, You're in a good mood this morning. In particular, you know why? <laughs> why? <laughs> well, I know why you have. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, <was> <laughs> I know why you're in a good mood. <laughs> anyway, <Okay>. um... <laughs> Try to recover. Um, my <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Why are you in a good mood this morning? I can't even say what I was gonna say now because it's just it's too. I know. I'm just, I'm can just I, a big. Old can I say what I was gonna say? <laughs> yeah, I'm a big pervert. I said I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm in a good mood because the first thing I did this morning was kiss you. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, that was the sweet side. <laughs> okay, anyway, um, <clears throat> I'm blushing. What was, uh, how was your week? Oh, honestly, it's been a very eventful week for me. Very eventful week. Um, I, I had some really good news happen to me this week. I want to hear about it. This has to do with my body image, which I know is a controversial topic, but I'm talking about my own body so everyone can step off. No, babe, it's not controversial. It's real. It's relatable. And you have a beautiful Honestly, body. It is, it is relatable because here's what was happening is that I've been working out really hard. Yeah. Really hard. I've been putting in the work. I I know. I just like re I respect you so much. I got much. my treadmill. You know, January 17th was... Uh, National quitting day, which means that most people quit their New Year's resolutions. Mm. Not this guy. I have not quit. You haven't. No, I haven't quit. In fact, you're going harder. But here's the most discouraging thing. So we have a scale that I bought, and I did a lot of research on it. It's the Withings Body Composition Scale. Okay. So it'll tell you your weight, your body fat percentage, your EDA, all these it other things. It used to be understand. like the Fit Track. Uh, yes. But they went out of business. They or went something. out of business. Yeah. You know what? They went out of business, and they just ever like kind of left everyone hanging. I know, like, and we still have it. And then it was just like, Bye. Yeah, it like doesn't even work anymore. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. Messed up. Anyway, um, so I would get on the scale and it would say 23% body fat. <sighs> and I want to be at 15. That's like my goal. What, uh, for a man of your height and mm -hmm. age, what should your BMI be? So probably 23 is average. Okay. It's like, it's getting close to probably not good. But yeah. it's like probably pretty average. Okay. But I wanted to be at 15 because that's where you really start to kind okay. of That's pop. when you get like the, the muscly veins. So I was running. Yeah. I, like I that treadmill I, that you got. I, I really optimized my diet and it just wasn't working. Okay. For weeks. And do you remember when I was depressed? Babe, when you say weeks, it was like seven days. But yeah. No, but it was like two weeks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I was depressed in December? Oh, I remember that phase. So much of it was, you know, tied to this number. Yep. And so um, I get on Reddit and uh -huh. I'm like, this has to be wrong. Like, this doesn't make sense. And all yeah. my friends were like, dude, there's no way you're 23% body fat. Yeah. So I, I get on Reddit uh -huh. and it turns out that there's a mode on this scale called athletic mode. Oh, which it, is totally you. And it basically, <laughs> what it does is it reruns the algorithm under like the, like the fact that you're working out and you're running and stuff Oh, like you're that. not just like stagnant. Immediately overnight drops it down to 17%. Oh 
and it changed we my lo- life. We love a little toggle. <laughs> it changed my life. But I kept saying, the scale is wrong. The scale is wrong. Yeah. And you'd be like, babe, that's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's what, that's the, scale, the scale was wrong the entire time. It's like a meme. It's like, yeah. the scale is wrong. So the scale truly was wrong. The scale truly was wrong. And you did that, um, what's that machine, the really expensive one that they have at the gym? No, yeah, I don't think it's that great. So there's like different levels of body scans there's like the withings which is at home mm-hmm. and then that's probably the best brand for at home then there's the in body which you can usually find at gyms those are like thousands of dollars i think they're yeah i think they're like thousands of dollars. but the most accurate is that little pinchy thing it's pretty accurate the best one though is the dexa scan so <gasps> mr beast fun fact mr beast you know how mr beast is getting really cut this year yeah so he lost like you know 30 pounds or something in one wow. of his big goals like he said his three biggest goals this year are to sell a bunch of chocolate uh-huh. to grow his YouTube channel and to get jacked. How and so funny. he bought a DEXA scan that lives in his at-home gym. That's like tens of thousands of dollars. That's so, the most accurate. Fun fact, I've actually worked with a DEXA scan and like that DEXA machine because I uh, majored in kinesiology. And so we kind of like, we were able to yeah. use all that equipment and yeah, they are the most accurate, but that's there. You can't have those at home unless you're Mr. Beast. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's the last bit of my story on my health journey is that, um, you know, I'm an Enneagram one, so I'm a perfectionist. Yeah, I, I sometimes I go back and forth if you're really a one, but yeah. Okay, well, we'll go with it for now. Yeah, we'll go for it. So a one is a perfectionist, which means like, you know, Ellie, your friend, yeah. she's a one. She gets real crazy about data, mm-hmm. you know? So this Brian Johnson guy, yeah. you know, he's tracking all of his metrics. He's trying to reverse Wait, his Wait, but who, who's Brian Johnson again? Brian Johnson, well, not relevant. Okay, so I'm an Enneagram <laughs> one, and so I get a whoop, okay? And I don't know if this is correlated, but I get a whoop because I'm like, I really want to understand. a whoop? A whoop is the band that people are, are wearing. It's like the, the wearable. No, not following. Huh? What's a whoop? A whoop band. What do they do? So the whoop band is like a, a fitness tracker. Okay. And you basically wear it, and it'll tell you like your heart rate throughout the day, okay. your stress like levels. Like an Apple Watch. Yes, like an Apple Watch. So I get that to try and optimize health, my health a little bit further. Uh-huh. I have a panic attack at the gym. <sighs> what happened? And why do you get these panic attacks so frequently? I don't know. I was lifting though, and I went to the locker room and passed out. <laughs> <laughs> that actually can be very dangerous. I know, it was pretty scary. Um, so we don't know what happened. We don't know what caused it. Were you thinking about something? No. I have no idea. You might want to go see a doctor about that. I know. That's what people are saying. <laughs> Devin asked if I, I did drugs. <laughs> so no. Are you, are you on the steroids? No, no, I promise. No, no I, I know Jordan and he's he doesn't take any. I mean, you do take like magnesium, like, you know. And creatine. I, I think it could be the creatine. I, don't I think you're very sensitive to a lot of, of substances. So my best recommendation would to stay you know stay away from them yeah as you drink your caffeine but hey but that was my week how's your week um i have to be honest with you i'm feeling a little bit of guilt this week why well you know i just feel like i don't know if any girls can relate to this but i started my period um like yesterday two days ago yeah that adds up and like the two or three days before I started my period, like sometimes just like looking at you would set me off, you know, but for no like actual reason, like (sighs) it's just, and I don't, 
really nothing personal. And it's so great because today, today I love you again. Like, and I'm just like, you know, I adore you. I love your body. I love who you are. But I would say on Tuesday, like the way you stepped irked yeah. me. Can I ask you like, something? You would touch me and I'd be like, <gasps> like I just okay. physically could not. It, it, it's so weird how it happens. And then my period came and I was like, oh, thank the Lord. Cause I thought maybe we had a deeper issue, but it's just my period. <laughs> Can I ask you something? I felt that so hard. I yeah. was like, literally, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Well, we just need to always remember, and maybe we should have like a, a Google alert go off. Like we're like those three or four days before, like, just like, just leave me alone, you know? And it's not like, but I did. I know you did it really. I swear to you, it was nothing that you did. You could not have done anything differently. And I knew it in my soul, but it was just like a physical, like reaction to, to you. And, but like, I love you. You know what I mean? It's really nothing personal. I know, but I didn't feel like you loved me. I know, and I apologize. And so I'm having that post-period um, guilt that yeah. I don't know if any other girls feel it. Um, and like, so I just want to say, I'm so sorry for just, you know, being that way. No, I appreciate that. I don't know if a lot of husbands get apologies. Yeah. But honestly, we should normalize post-period guilt apologies because but, mm -hmm. ladies you know, let's unite you. and and we all really need to go ask for forgiveness from our husbands and maybe show some extra love which i did this morning because i felt guilty uh, <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> it all adds I, up and i don't want to be this way but i don't want to be that way at all you know yeah. like like, I love you, but I, just, I have one question on this topic. So there was a moment mm -hmm. where you had just started your period. Mm -hmm. And I know this because you walked out of the bathroom and you said, I just started my period. Mm -hmm. And I was standing in the kitchen. You looked me in the eyes, mm -hmm. but you looked for like three seconds mm -hmm. and you were like, I just started my period. And then you go, oh, that makes sense. And then you walked away. And in my mind, I was like, I think that what she is saying. I didn't even say like what it was. I go, I go. Oh, babe, I said my period. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. I walked away. And, and in my mind, I was like, I think why she's saying that is because she has hated me for the past three days. <laughs> and honestly, it just like clicked for all of us. <laughs> but this very, this open dialogue, this transparency really helps a lot because I'm not going to lie on this period. I really was kind of spiraling. I was like, yeah, man, I was like, I do not know what, what I'm doing, what I can do different. And like this girl just hates me. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and I, I did, you know, and, and, <laughs> but like for no reason, like, cause then I would go back and I'd be like, why Danny? And I'd be like, I don't hate him. Like I love him, but like, I just want to be by myself. I really didn't want to be bothered. I did not want to be touched. I do not like being touched whenever I'm pre uh, period. I don't yeah. know why, like the, physical affection just really is hard for me. And so it's just very, it's really nothing personal. And I want you to know that. Okay. Um, because I adore you. I love you. You're my boy. I know. But in the, yeah, in those three days, I was like, she's giving yeah. me nothing. Yeah. But let me ask you this. I just have to ask this yeah. for the record. This is always very therapeutic. So our really big fight last weekend. Yeah. Related to your period probably. No, this was so different. Like <laughs> okay. so these that period, was real. <laughs> that was real. These period problems are like, it's like, it's like my body is taken over by a different spirit. Demon. Like it's, it's a little scary. Like I'm not myself. It's almost like whenever you're like drunk and like yeah. you say things that you don't mean, like, like that is how I feel. Like it's like everything in my body like tenses up and I'm like, 
And so, yeah, like I just wanted to be by myself. I didn't want to be loved. I didn't want really anything. I just wanted to be alone. And so, yeah. So anyway, I apologize. And um, I'll see you in 25 days when it happens again. Yeah, we need to get like a exorcist on retainer or something. Yeah. So, um, so that happened. And then, you know, another thing that just like really built up with like the, the pre-period um, anger was, you know, I got called in for jury duty. And just like one thing I was really surprised about was like this, it was like 12 degrees outside. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, we got to cancel this stuff. Okay. Like we are not built for 12 degree weather here in Texas. Hey, justice does not sleep. No, I, and I know, but it should when it's 12 degrees outside. And so I, I went, I paid my duties, you know, I tried to serve my country. <laughs> I was 10 minutes early. I was like, I wanted to play by the books because you know why? Because when I set my little head down on my pillow at night, like I want to be like, you know what, Danny? I did it all right. I played yeah. by the books. Right. And so, you know what really bothered me? And maybe it's because I was also pre-period uh -huh. was when I got there, it was 14 degrees outside. Do you know they made us wait outside? That's dumb. Wait outside to come inside to go through security. Like that was torture. Like my fingers were actually numb. Like, How long were you outside? I mean, it was a long line of people. I would say 20 minutes Wow. to the point where I couldn't feel my fingers anymore. And I was like, this is a, a kind of abusive. I feel like I should sue. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, do you think that you should have gotten out of jury duty because you were on your period and it affected your ability to see things clearly? No, I mean, I don't think that there is any reason. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I see where you're going there. I'm just saying, like, you could have sent someone to prison and really you were just having yeah. a bad day. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I, listen, I hate to say it because, I'm you know, feminist as a male gets. But yeah. like, I'm just saying, like, what you're saying is a demon took over you. Yeah. And yeah. you could have sent a very innocent man or so, woman to Sam jail. Some man walks by. I'm like, you're going to jail. <laughs> I just don't like you. I don't like the way you walk. <laughs> I mean, you would have sent me to jail. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's a really good question that I'm actually not going to speak to anymore because I don't want to get destroyed <laughs> online. Um, no, but uh, if anything, I would have said I probably should have gone home because I have two babies. But honestly, I, I had like Brenda, like I have a nanny. So I was like, I can't use that as an excuse. Like right. I got to serve my country. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But so funny. So this is actually what happened. I never told you guys the story of like how I got chosen. And like, ugh, it just... This is like one of those moments. So you, when you walk in to be called in for jury, there's this big room, okay? Uh, like it kind of felt like I was in class at U the University of Texas, maybe 300 people, you okay. know? So I sit in like the back right corner and I actually sit next to this fabulous gal and we really, we hit it off. I mean, we were just chatting up. I'm like, this is actually not too bad. I really like this girl. You know, she was cool. Mm -hmm. So... They're sitting up front, there's three guys, I don't know what their job titles are, but they start calling people by section. And they're like, can the first five rows of the middle section please come up and we're going to assign you to your courtroom. And so I'm like, so all these people line up and I'm like, dang, they got called. Like, I don't know why, but I was like, man, they got called. Like, I hope they call on me next. But then I realized, I'm like, wait, you don't wanna be called. But right. I haven't registered that just yet. So then they called on the right section. Can the, they're like, can the first seven rows please come up? I'm like, man, man, they haven't even called on my section yet. But just like this like mentality of like competitiveness yeah. that came out on me where I'm like, I want to be called. 
but I don't register that like, no, Danny, you actually don't want to be called. So they call on the left section and they're like, can the first five rows up come up? And I'm in the 10th row and I get up anyway. I voluntarily put myself in a situation where I'm assigned as a juror. You're a true patriot. No, but I didn't even realize. So I get in line and I'm like, suckers. Like, I'm like, I'm cheating the system. Like, I'm going through this line. Then I get up there and they're like, you're assigned to courtroom number two. And I'm like, and they give me a sticker that says juror, juror. And I'm like, wait, Danny, you don't want to be in this line. Why did you stand up and put yourself in this this situation? It was just the competitive competitiveness in me. Much like uh, many things that we talk about, I think that this goes deep into your childhood. When your mom something about the, lines. There's something your, about lines. When your mom took you to the grocery store and she made each child mm-hmm. get into a different line and whoever to got save to, 17 seconds on our trip. And that's I think you're like that at airports. Yes. Like, like if there's a line, like I I will elbow you to be first, and like if you cut me, like I will verbally like say something to you. Yeah. I will come up to you and be like, excuse me, you, like you cut me. Yeah. And so if if Danny ever blows up at you in public in a scenario with lines, you just need to understand it's not her, it's her deep childhood trauma. And I'm probably pre-period. Probably, Yeah, like (laughs) do not mess with me when it comes to lines. Yeah, so you got cut off though. You did not serve So I was assigned to a courtroom. I was like courtroom two, sat outside, and I was so bummed that I got assigned because on that big room, they have like the big comfy chairs that are padded, like you're in like a a big room, and then you go sit on like a wooden bench. And I was like, Danny, like what were you thinking? Like you should have just stayed in that big comfy room. Well, everybody in the comfy room that wasn't, that didn't get up in line. They just got to go home after like 30 minutes. I had to sit outside of this courtroom for like two hours assigned as a juror, but then I guess they didn't need us. So they sent they sent me back to the room to be assigned for like another courtroom. Yeah. But when I got back to that room, everybody was dismissed. So I got to go home. <laughs> what else has been going on? Um. Oh, this also played into my pre-period anger. So George and I differ in a lot of ways. yeah it's true (laughs) and the biggest way we differ is um jordan loves a plan Mm -hmm. you ask him what are you doing next wednesday at noon he will tell you it's on the calendar me i love to wake up and just kind of blow by the seat of my pants see where the wind blows me so on was this wednesday night wednesday night Mm -hmm. tuesday night whatever i'm like what day is it there was a hockey game that was happening in Dallas. Yeah. And that morning, Jordan asked me, hey, would you rather stay in, you know, stay, like watch a movie, cuddle with the kids, make s'mores, or go to a hockey game? And I'm like, I really don't know. And I don't wanna, I don't wanna decide right now. I don't wanna commit. So Jordan's like, okay, well, I'll ask you at three o'clock. He asked me at three o'clock. I'm like, I don't know. Like, is this gonna sell out? Like, do we have to decide right now? <laughs> it's like three, it's, the game starts at like seven. He's like asking at three, like, do you wanna go? I'm like, I don't know. Like, why are you on my balls about this? Like, I don't know if I wanna go yet. <laughs> And so then Jordan, like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go with Stella. Honestly, like, I don't really want you to go. Like, I want to have a date night with Stella. I bull crap. I did not say that. I stand by this. I did In not my say period that. stance ways, that's exactly the, the verbiage that you yes. used. Okay. And um, I said, well, can we go as a family? You said, no, I would rather just go with Stella. Like, I really want this to be a thing that her and I do together as like a daddy daughter date. Like, so cute, so precious. But it set something off in me. I don't know why it just did, (laughs) you know, it was just that pre-period era. And so I'm like, fine, 
they can go on their daddy daughter date. Well, then me and Stratton are going to go on a date and do something fun. <laughs> this is so bizarre. So they go. And then another thing was like, Jordan was like, I don't want to go with the whole family. It's just too much work. And I'm like, it's really not that much work. No, but what I said was I felt like Stratton is so young that he just doesn't have the attention span to sit there. And I, I didn't even think Stella did, to be honest. But I was like, let's try it, you know? Fair. So they go to the game and as soon as he leaves, he takes an Uber with Stella. As soon as he leaves, I start doing my makeup and I'm like, I'm going to this hockey game too. So I get on StubHub, I buy two seats, the best seats in the house. They were so last minute that they were like $69 each and it was like four rows up. It was just like phenomenal seats. I buy a seat for me and Stratton, pack the bag, put them in the Escalade, drive to the game, pay for parking, pay for my tickets. I do it all by myself, like a big girl. I was so proud of myself. We are sitting on opposite sides of the stadium and I text Jordan and self, I go, look who's here to do at the game, having a dad or a, a mother son date. It made no sense. The <laughs> amount of shock that I had in that moment, I was literally, I mean, this honestly was like the four days that you were on your pre-period. I was trying to get in your head and I was like, what? is this woman thinking? <laughs> I'm like, why? No, it was a little you, crazy. Why would you let me leave the house when you were just going to show up? Why did we take two cars? And then I was like, on top of that, I kept well, say, texting and I was like, hey, do you have any open seats around you? And you wouldn't text me back. And it was almost like, I'm like, what point is this woman well, trying no, to prove? Well, no, to be fair. Okay, so first of all, to be fair, the reason why I, I didn't push to go with you is you were really rushing me and I didn't have any of my hair and makeup done. And I was like, fine, just like go. Like, I don't like, you're annoying me. Like, just go by yourself and like, I'll do my hair and makeup and go on my own timeline because like, you were just stressing me out. Okay, let me, it is so funny because every female listening to this podcast is going to be like, preach girl, I totally get where you're coming from. And every husband listening mm -hmm. to this podcast is gonna be like, dude, I get it, man. I feel no, you. Like, I'm like, this is supposed to be fun. Like, it's not even fun whenever you're like, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go. And I'm like, it's a hockey game. Like, if we're a little late and miss some of the traffic, it's like to park. Like, why is that a bad thing? So I was like, fine. Like, y'all just go by yourself and we'll show up 30 minutes late. That way I can do my hair and makeup and like get a cute outfit and not be stressed and like enjoy my evening. So I did that. Okay. Let me ask you this though. I just, and I, I say this with love. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're po we're past the period. Yeah. So we're, we're rational. Like, would I have done that if I wasn't my period? Well, sure. I'll ask that small question first. Yeah. Well, probably not. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Second question, and I mean this legitimately. Okay. okay. Do you feel like sometimes when you don't commit to plans, yeah. it's inherently selfish? <sighs> Explain, go deeper. Okay. Here's the layer deeper. Because basically what you're saying is by not committing to a plan, you're basically saying, when I decide what I want to do, everyone else has to kind of like go around me to commit to what I want to do. Okay, so I, that's fair, and I'm, I really need to think about that. But <laughs> here's my thing, though. I here's my thing, though. Like, you already had your seats with Stella. Like, you didn't have to come over and sit with us. Like, y'all could have still had your daddy. You want to know? This is so therapeutic and great on the podcast. Okay, let me tell you something. Do you want to know why I invited you to the Stars game? Why? Because I was racking my brain of why when you looked at me on Monday and Tuesday, you I just saw this deep-seated hatred in your eyes and I was like, her love language is quality time. 
I'm going to book a stars tickets. I'm going to take her for quality time to the stars game. Yeah. And so then you're like, no, but one of my other goals is like, I want to try and spend one-on-one time with each of our kids yeah. and you. Yeah. And this is probably too ambitious, but once per week. So like Sela mm-hmm. and I go do something. It can be small. Yeah. Stratton and I go do something. You and I go do something. And so I was like, oh, well, I've been asking her all day. Like I'm trying. She clearly doesn't want to go. She's probably burnt out. I'm going to take Stella. And the punishment that you served me for this. Wait, why was it punishment though? Because you still got to have your time with Stella. No, I know, I know, I know. But then you came and I was like, oh man, like if you really wanted it to be like a family affair, we could have made it that. So but then I felt blamed for that. Like I, I felt blamed for not making it a family affair. Well, you fitting. said, you said you did not want to go with all of us. You said, I either want to go with Stella or I want to go with you. But That's, you said you did not want to go with Stratton and I didn't want to leave Stratton at home. Well, because when we all four go, you know, and I agree with that. And so when I was sitting at the game, I was like, man, Stella's eating m and She's got chocolate all over her face. Bubba's at home with mama. I was like, it's a good night. And then I get that <laughs> freaking selfie and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I have to be honest though. It, it really was so great for me to get time with Stratton know, alone too. So I as like much this. as people think it's weird, like I don't think it's weird. And, and it was great that we ended up all being able to sit together. But even if we wouldn't have like... I do think it's so important that we're able to get that one-on-one time with our kids. And even if we're both at the mall, but we're separate and like, we don't know, like that's, that's okay to me. And then if we all meet up, that's even better. But I, to be honest, I haven't had a lot of like one-on-one time with Stratton lately. And so I was like, what else are we going to do this late? And I'm like, and I had a couple of other friends that went to the, Ellie was sitting in the same section. So I was like, I felt safe going, you know. No, it's, no, I love these podcasts. Like anytime we fight, I'm just going to wait for the podcast because we always walk away with greater clarity and understanding of each other. Yes, 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 yes. Well, moving on to our segment, things that make you go, Hmm. hmm. This is actually a perfect segue. You know, we've been talking about, going on dates with our kids, getting one-on-one time. But I want to talk about something that is a little controversial. Okay. So there was a video that popped off on Instagram and it was the most precious video of this dad taking her little, I mean, she probably looked like she was like two years old, mm-hmm. um, her, her, his daughter on a date. You know, the daughter went and got her hair blown out. She got glitter and a new dress and put on sparkly shoes spent the whole day getting ready. Her dad put on a suit, gave her roses at the door, took her basically on like a little date. It was the most precious video I've ever seen. Yeah, that's sweet. So you would think so, right? Well, in the comment section, people are popping off about how (laughs) disgusting it is that they use the word date and how it's like inappropriate because dating means it's a romantic relationship and we shouldn't be taking you know dads shouldn't be dating their daughters that should be reserved for for only romantic relationships i'm curious your thoughts on that uh well first of all wow um thank you for the question danny um i've truly never thought about this ever in my life oh i think about it like all the time really i've never thought about i mean why would something so inherently good be spun to be something so bad because it's the internet babe. this is uh, what they do uh, yeah but like on with our children just people think that it's it's not healthy to insinuate a romantic gesture um like being like kissing your kids on the lip super super controversial because really? i i do want to talk about one thing um when i was little my dad 
planned um, every year we would do a big like daddy daughter date. Right. And I got to like, it would, he would either surprise me or um, I got to choose what we'd do. And I would ne I never forget this moment because I have really curly hair and my mom would straighten my hair for me. So I just felt, I mean, truly when I think about my entire life, that is probably the day that I felt like the most beautiful. My mom bought me a new dress from right. Limited 2. She helped me do, I got to wear a little bit of lipstick. I was probably like eight years old. And my dad put on a suit and we went out at seven o'clock. We went to a fancy like, you know, white tablecloth dinner. And then afterwards he took me to Limited 2 and I got to choose anything I wanted. And he bought me a new hat. And that day for me was one of the most special days. Like I'll never forget. I felt like I was treated like a princess. I was like, man, I think when I started dating, I had this like standard of what I wanted for like a guy whenever he took me out because of like how my dad treated me. Yeah, I thought that that's the, that's the, that's the thing, right? Is like the way, like the way that your dad treats you should reflect who you choose as a yes, partner. Yes, exactly. And so, but we always called it like a date and it was a date that we would, and my dad would get me roses. And I don't know if it's harmful to set up like a, like the way that your dad treats you is how romantically someone should treat you in the sense of like quality time together, of course. Like, like don't be perverted and disgusting when I say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it, it's, it's, I've got to know what percentage of the internet thinks that this is like controversial. What, what do uh, you think? Like, because you know, we see, we see this all the time, right? Well, but before we get into that, like going back to kissing your kids on the lips, like we kiss our kids on the lips. Yeah. I say, Stella, give me Beso. Give and me she beso. like, you know, sometimes like I'll give her, kiss her on the head. Sometimes she'll give me a kiss on the lips. Like, but it, our relationship is so good. Like it's but like, at what point do you stop kissing your parents on the lips? <sighs> And like, know. wasn't there like a Tom Brady video? It was like two years ago and it was basically like Tom Brady. I think he was like on a massage table or something and like- his, weird. Okay, weird. Where's, yeah, where's it, it was weird, but like, I mean- But actually an, not because he's an athlete. He's an athlete. He, gets, he probably like has to massages, like get yeah. physical therapy True. all the time. And so like it, his son was probably leaving the house and he's like, hey, like give me a kiss before you leave. And like the son was old Yeah. and, and not gonna lie, like it felt weird, but I know that it ignited a whole conversation and so I don't know the answer. Like, I guess that felt weird. In Europe, don't they like kiss each other on the lips, like even with strangers? Yeah. So it's, like, it's like a cultural thing that we just like haven't figured out where we stand. But like, like even with Stratton, I mean, I guess that I don't know what this means, but like, I don't kiss Stratton on the lips. You uh, don't? No, no, he doesn't. He, well, first of all, he doesn't do that. If I say, hey, he'll just hey, like lick your face. Yeah. I'm like, hey, bud, give me a beso. He'll like give me his head, you yeah, know, and you like. Don't. You know, that's kind of what I remember doing with my dad is like if my dad Wait, was like, hey, I want to call. Should I call Landon and ask him if dad ever kissed him? Is that weird? Yeah, no, ask him. Because I'm really curious. I mean, I I would say like if if there's ever a time to stop kissing your parents on the lips, like it's probably like a little bit after puberty. Yeah, probably around where, like 13 when when sort of like testosterone and like things start coming into play and like romantic feelings for people like yeah. middle school is probably it's when probably you should weird. kind of like maybe transition it. But what do I know? I mean, like I don't have middle school kids. I don't, I don't think I kiss like anyone on the lips except for you besides in my kids. But I don't think I kiss like my mom or dad on the lips. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. So let me ask you something. Is Do you think it's weird that I kiss Stella on the lips? No, she's a Baby, I mean, like, like I said, maybe when she goes through puberty, like, we'll rediscuss the situation. Yeah. Um, I don't know because they haven't like grown that, but yeah, like maybe when she actually 
like, yeah, maybe that might be weird at some point. I don't know. <sighs> this is such a, like, this, this conversation inherently is, like, so annoying to me because it's, <laughs> like, it's, like, why, why do we have to take something so good and... Because babe, it's the internet. I know. This is what we do. Otherwise, dude, we wouldn't have jobs. They suck. I gotta call my brother and ask him. Hello, brother. Hello, sister. <laughs> uh, you're on the podcast. Oh, nice. What you doing? I'm just working. What I was gonna ask what you're doing. You're podcasting. Yeah, I have a really like kind of weird, controversial question for you. Is this about? The kind of underwear I wear, because I'm getting it from all sides on that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so like, funny. I thought my underwear was cool until I went on a trip with some buddies recently, and no one wears boxers anymore. What's that about? Dude, you still wear boxers? Landon wears literal boxers. Bro, what are you, like 14? That's what I'm saying. I just like to let it all hang, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think whenever you marry Olivia, she'll, she's going to help you in that area. Yeah. Anyway, no, this is actually a little um, stranger than that. Believe it or not. Okay. When you were growing up, did dad kiss you on the mouth? Like, no, but he would lick my eyeball. He did lick my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> he did that to both of us. He used to like, always yes. lick our eyeballs. That's so weird. No, it was like a wet willy, like a like something to like. That might be weirder than kissing you. <laughs> he would like we were you know whenever you wrestle with your dad and he would give me a wet willy wedgie or lick our eyeballs. Oh wow! Yeah, like a lizard. Like a lizard, I remember that, and then you did that to me too. I, it's disgusting because it never smells. You. I would never lick your eyeballs. That's disgusting. I would never do that. <laughs> Maybe it was, Dad. Anyway, um, so yeah, like, what are your thoughts on parents kissing their kids on the mouth? Uh, one of my best friends growing up, his dad would kiss him on the lips and call him sweetie, and I remember thinking that was kind of odd and not my favorite. Uh huh. But it doesn't bother me. It's just it's not what I'm familiar with. It's not, I'm not going to do it to my son. I'm not going to kiss either of my kids on the lips. See, I Even think when they're babies, though? Well, when they're babies, yeah. But the second I quit carrying you, I'm not kissing you on the lips anymore. I think that you might change your mind whenever you actually have kids. Because even when you stop carrying them, like, they're still, like, babies. But I would say puberty is probably a good time to Land not. Landon, do you remember that Tom Brady clip? Oh, that one bothers me. It keeps me up at night. Yeah, yeah. So his son was 11. I just looked it up. His son was 11 at the time. Here's what I was saying before is like, I feel like it, I felt differently about that clip before I had kids. So do you think it's possible that you have kids and then you're like, oh man, like he actually probably was like a pretty good dad who had a good relationship with his son. No, I, I just didn't realize you're a big kiss the kids on the lips kind of guy. That's cool. <laughs> um, I think he, here's the thing. He's won five or six Super Bowls. He's the greatest of all time. He could kiss me on the lips. <laughs> like, he can do what he wants. But short of five Super Bowls, I don't know. Wow. That is funny. So you think it's like actually a weird thing? It may not be, but I don't have kids, so I can't speak Wait, to that. Wait, do you... But, uh, but dad didn't kiss you on the lips, right? Never. Yeah, because like dad kissed me on the lips, but I would say like probably after puberty, like no. Yeah, I'm sure it was in a sweet way though. But I oh mean, no, it was always so sweet, like 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 a little yeah. like hi or goodbye or something. And I never thought that was weird. And I kissed both my kids on the lips. But yeah, it's just like a very controversial thing. And I was the curious. weird thing is mom's friend, who I won't say her name, who kisses me on the lips. She insists on kissing me on the lips, and I don't like it. Like still to this day. Yes, every time I see her, she goes in for the kiss and grabs your face, and I don't like it. Oh, a cougar. 
I personally don't <laughs> like being kissed on the lips like by anyone outside of my husband or my kids too. Like I don't I don't really like that because it's more I appreciate like that. well it's like lipstick and germs and food and like it's just like kind of like gross. Yeah. Yeah, we've probably, Danny, you and I have probably never kissed on the lips, and let's keep it that way. But if you think about it, I can't remember one time. That is so true. But we're also, like, not really affectionate people. So. Yeah. <laughs> Even if we were, though. Even when we were both, like, two years old, I'm like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. Quit holding out hope because it ain't happening. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for your insight. Here to serve. Okay, See you later. Bye. Bye. Interessante. So, like, here's here's a... Here's, I guess, something to think about, like, in this conversation is, like, oh, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> it's just, like, like, are you nurturing a behavior that normalized in kids? So, like, okay, if I say, hey, Stella, give me a beso, right? Mm -hmm. And she thinks that that is, like, a sign of affection because that is what I'm, like, teaching her. If her teacher then, who's a female, like, says... Oh, Stella, give me a beso. And okay, she, per, so inappropriate, first of all. Right, yeah. right. And so that's what I'm saying, though. But, like, Stella wouldn't know that there's anything wrong with it. Well, but, but like, that shouldn't... That's but that's like, our job to teach her. So, like, when I change Stella or, you know, I like, or even Stratton, like, I always tell her, like, nobody changes your diaper or t except for mommy and the doctor. You know, like, I always tell her, like... Really? I didn't oh, even know that you tell her that. Nobody touches Stella in these areas except for mommy and, and not like, you know, when I'm just changing her, like right. and mommy and the doctor, if anybody else does, you got to tell mommy. And so I, I tell her that, that like nobody, nobody touches PP -pee except for mommy and doctor changing di diaper, you know, like, so yeah. that if she ever like tells you like, yeah, like, um, uncle Bob, you know, yeah. changed my diaper or something and said something like, I know, I think we kind of have to like, t and they say, this is like a whole nother thing that they say that you should tell your kids, like don't nickname your kids like private parts. Like my mom always called it a cupcake growing up. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you're a cupcake. Right. But like they always say like, call it a vagina. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, that one's like a little too, but I think people that have had personal experience with, um, like being harmed in that way are probably very passionate about like the verbiage and ways that you should communicate with your children. And like, I would be willing to listen to those people and learn from them. Um, because okay. I do think it is really important. Okay. So that, so that brings some understanding to the internet and like why they're going against this. So I understand they're like, this is a it's probably sensitive, it's a nuanced, people. sensitive topic. So that helps me understand a little bit more, but like, I still don't feel like that should I don't feel like that should pervert something that is like really special with our kids at this time in our lives. Like yeah. I'm not going to not take my daughter on a date because no. that could and has happened to other people. Yes. Right. And I'm not going to like prevent or withhold affection from my daughter in the way that she wants affection right now. Yeah. Um, I would just say it's, it's just a healthy conversation to have or hear people that have had that type of trauma I think it's healthy to listen to them and like kind of learn from like those scary behaviors yeah. that they experience and try to educate your kids and avoid that um but yeah with us personally with our babies like you know the the Tom Brady situation I guess just to close the loop on this is like I think that I thought it was weird before I was a parent you know and I think the internet sometimes is like like 
sometimes the biggest uh, yeah. opinions that come at you from like a mom hate standpoint are people who like don't have kids. So true. And so it's like, I think now that I have a son, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would probably watch that video in today's time and I'd be like, man, that guy's like a really successful athlete and probably a really good dad. Can I tell you somebody that I really actually miss making out with? I don't know. <laughs> Should you? Hazel. Okay. I can live with that. <laughs> we used to make out pretty hard. Yeah, she was sweet. Moving on. Thank you to one of my favorite sponsors for sponsoring today's episode. Dreamland Baby Co. is the brand that has over 5,000 five-star reviews on their weighted sleep sack and a brand that I have been so grateful for a mom of two. If you go to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter the code Danny at checkout, you will receive 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. This offer applies to both new and existing customers, so take advantage of this offer while you can. The patent-pending dream-weighted sleep sack is designed to help your baby feel calm, fall asleep faster, and stay asleep longer. My only um, I, my only beef with Dreamland Baby Co. is like, why don't they make these for adults too? Anyway, we'll get back to it. The sack features the exclusive cover calm technology, evenly distributed weight from your baby's shoulders to toes to naturally reduce stress and give your baby the feeling of security and comfort, just like a hug. They have the cutest designs and colors and also offer sacks that aren't weighted. Some other amazing baby children products they offer are swaddles, pajamas, bibs, blankets, crib sheets, and their recently launched sound machine. That's cool. There are preset bundles on their site or an option to build your own, which allows you to save more. Head over to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter code Danny at checkout to receive 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. Mamas, this is a must for your little ones, especially if they're having trouble with their sleep. Their marketing team's like, we gotta get adult sleep snacks. (laughs) like, no, no, no. (laughs) Jordan and I have been talking a lot about baby number three. We're not quite ready just yet but we know it's something we want in the future. There's so much to consider when family planning and natural cycles is there for you through every cycle of your life, no pun intended. So whether I'm, I am preventing pregnancy, which is what I'm currently doing, or planning pregnancy naturally, I am so happy to have natural cycles, which allows me to adjust the mode in my app to fit my fertility needs. Natural cycles is a science-backed and FDA-cleared app Based on hormone-driven changes in body temperature, the algorithm lets you know whether you are fertile or not fertile each day. Green day means you're not fertile and good to go. A red day means you're fertile and need to use another form of protection or abstain from sex. It's simple. It's super simple. Just take or sync your temperature in the morning using the thermometer or a ring or compatible Apple Watch. And then check your fertility status in the Natural Cycles app and take control of your cycle. The app is 93% effective with typical use and 98% effective with perfect use. Perfect use means no unprotected sex on red days. I got a code for y'all. It's Danny at naturalcycles.com to get 15% off an annual subscription plus a free thermometer. Thanks to Natural Cycles for sponsoring today's episode and a quick reminder reminder that Natural Cycles is those for 18 years or older and does not protect against STIs. So now I want to move on to something else that will definitely make you go, hmm. Hmm. Let's talk about Dave Portnoy because, you know, he's not controversial or anything. (laughs) Internet sensation and Barstool founder Dave Portnoy made headlines yesterday after buying a ton of Spirit Airlines stock right before the shares faced a huge drop, causing his investment to immediately fall by 25%. This drop came as a federal judge blocked the airlines, which are in a terrible financial situation from merging with JetBlue. 
To which Portnoy took to Twitter to ask how the government could let affordable airlines like Spirit go belly up. As the stocks rose and fell, Portnoy said he is staying hopeful that the ruling could be appealed or overturned or the company could refinance and not structure, restructure at all. At the end of the day, the shares were only down 7% with Portnoy up 5% on his investment. So uh, Adam and uh, we all, we now are financial news around here. <laughs> all of uh, all can, of our guy friends are talking about can, this yesterday. Can, can you kind of like resummarize what I just read? So basically, Dave Portnoy is a pretty heavy gambler. Yeah, didn't he just like he, bet a million dollars on like a game or and one or something? Yeah, um, he is always at the horse races, and I see him all the time. I've never talked to him though, but he loves to gamble, and stock trading is kind of like gambling. So he basically just dumped a bunch of money into spirit airlines and then uh because they they had like a, an acquisition or merger with JetBlue fall through they were supposed to so he bought knowing thinking it was going to go up well the deal got blocked it went down okay and so he lost like you know let's say he put in a million dollars he lost two hundred fifty thousand dollars in like a minute and so then he goes on and he's like why is the government letting this happen he's very public with all of his yeah. trades and he's very kind of like a a stock bro now yeah. where people follow him. And so then all of my guy friends start talking about it. It's kind of, it's kind of like the GameStop thing. Uh -huh. When these things happen, they happen on like Reddit and Dave Portnoy talks about it. And then we all start group texting about it. And so the question becomes like, do you believe that this is uh, spirit at its lowest value and it's going to go up? Mm. Or do you feel like spirit is exactly where it should be and it's just totally dissolved as a company? Well, it's great marketing because now people are going to be like, oh yeah, I remember spirit airlines. Like well, we should probably fly that. Well, so this cheap. is like what's so interesting about this time in like market history that's never happened is that they call them like meme stocks, right? Where basically like mm. you can have these like sleuth of retail investors, which would be like Adam, me and Devin, okay. all texting. And we're basically all putting in like a hundred dollars to yeah. Spirit Airlines. Not but because we believe in Spirit Airlines, but because it's like funny. Yeah. It's like a it's like a game. And that's what yeah. GameStop ended up becoming. And it's like, you know, they call them diamond hands, like hold the line. Hold the line. And so it was like, do not sell your GameStop shares. But all these hedge funds like could not fight against these retail investors. So this is kind of like one of those things. I don't think I personally believe in, in spirit, spirit in Spirit Airlines. Um, you don't have the spirit for Spirit Airlines? <laughs> the only thing that have I love. you flown it? No, but the only funny story I love about Spirit is like it's so cheap that like, you know, one time I really wanted my friend Connor Lanham to come to an event in L.A. Uh-huh. So I was like, hey, I really want you to come. Um, and I was like, I'll buy you a Spirit Airline flight. And he was like, if you buy me the Spirit Airline flight, I will come. And so I, it was like, you know, $300 or something, but it was at like midnight. It flew him from L.A. across the country, landed him at 4 a.m. in Dallas and then he drove and served at his church at 7 a.m. <laughs> so Spirit, we got the Spirit with Spirit Airlines. Spirit has saved some days for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I would have to say I've flown Spirit one time in my life. I don't really remember the experience that well. I've, I've flown Frontier a lot as well. But I just know that when I fly Southwest, it's also so inexpensive and like, I still get my two bags checked for free and there's no change fees and Southwest are just nice people and they're based in Dallas and it's like just a, an amazing yeah. company. So I'm like, why would I ever believe in spirit when Southwest exists? 
I know. So someone on our team is from Detroit and she was saying that Southwest is not super accessible up north, which makes sense. Yeah. Like for us, Southwest is like everything. It's based but here. People on the West Coast and the East Coast are yeah. like Southwest. Like who That's flies so Southwest? People living in the Southwest. Yeah, right. And so so I think Spirit is kind of like the Southwest West. of the North. But Spirit like, are they? Because like, they also kind of have a horrible reputation. And when you, so you buy like what, a $39 flight, but then you have to pay for each bag. You got to pay like $8 for a water. You got to pay for everything. And so by the end of it, like, is it really that inexpensive? That's what people say. Like, I think that people who have not flown Southwest don't understand why it's the greatest airline in well, America. Well, y'all tell us in the comments if you, fly, if you fly Spirit and you genuinely think that it's like the cheapest option. Like, are there other cheap cheaper options? When it's all added up at the cost, like, does it actually, is it that cost effective? Yeah. My other question for you is, if you had to fly one airline for the rest of your life, what would you fly? Delta. I know, kind of a weird question. I, I feel like people love Delta. Dude, Delta. I've only flown Delta once. Delta is great. Yeah. Um, it's like, I feel like the people are really nice. Mm -hmm. It's a different type of vibe than Southwest. American, I feel like they're, I've never met someone nice at American. American has like really not nice people that they're work there. They're very angry. Angry and just like really... They're on power highs. But they're like so accessible. They go everywhere. So I would just problem. say American because they go everywhere. Like yeah. Southwest for the service and just like I love the experience. Um, I don't even mind the fact that like you don't have assigned seating. I kind of love that because it's like another hustle. Like, you know, I love lines and hustles. So yeah. I'm like, I get, I get a high off of that. American, I'm like, ugh, too easy. Southwest <laughs> has done something with their like corporate culture that like I feel like very few companies in the history of companies have yeah. done. Where it's like everyone is passionate about the company. They're all thinking about the greater good of the company. They all have like a, this kind of quirky yet professional vibe. Like so, it's, it's incredible. So fun fact, I in 20... 18, I believe, was Southwest ran their first ambassador program ever. I think they chose about 10 of us, and I was a Southwest ambassador for an entire year. So I got free flights. I got to go, I went to their corporate headquarters like all the time to meet their team. See, and like they genuinely are like the funnest people. They have like happy hour all the time. They have all these like costume contests. Like people that work at Southwest love working at Southwest. It was the best experience, like I love them. And so then they renewed again, I think in like 2020, yeah. but then COVID happened. And so I wasn't able to like use it, but um, anyway, so. I guess the question, you know, the question becomes, does Dave's Port Dave Portnoy's point is that America needs Spirit Airlines. Do you think that America needs Spirit Airlines? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I just like the fact that it's like a little different. Like we just need different types of airlines at all price points all different places like do you know do you know what i'm saying i believe you hmm Alrighty. so now i want to move on to something a little bit more blingy oh a little bit more shiny and interesting <laughs> <laughs> according to insiders travis kelsey is allegedly designing a unique engagement ring for taylor swift this is according to daily mail and we know they are always such a reliable source honestly they've been right about some no they so. really are yeah. like i will say after meeting a lot of uh, paparazzi at events that we've attended yeah. with you know divi or celebrities or whatever the paparazzi like know what's up like yeah. they are like truly like honestly sometimes i'm like they're really accurate i know not all the time but not it's, all the time it's kind of eerie 
Um, this comes just six months after the couple allegedly started dating, but the Daily Mail reports that the insiders also added he doesn't have any plans to propose anytime soon, which throws a wrench in many people's predictions that they get engaged in 2024. Why would um, you design a ring if you're not going to get engaged? Well, babe, they're saying that, like, apparently he said that he's not getting engaged. But, like, it's like uh, but people are saying that they're, like, contradicting the story. Got it, got it, got it. Um, but also, when you design a ring, it can take a long time, especially if it's so unique. What do we think that Taylor Swift's engagement ring would look like? See, I would think that Taylor Swift would like like a family heirloom. I think I she know. wants like a great grandmother's diamond. I don't think that she cares about the bling or the size or the or the diamonds. Like I think she wants a story to write about. And yeah. like that's gonna be like something with a little bit more sentiment. Right. So Travis Kelsey, like maybe he gets, you know, like what like what is he designing? But I feel like Travis Kelsey is more like bling vibes. Like he wants that girl to have a rock. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's so funny because Taylor is so artistic uh -huh. and I don't know Travis Kelsey, but he's probably not. And so <laughs> no, she's his probably, outfits are kind of fire. I know, but he has a stylist. True, 100%. but that man has some style for sure. A stylist though. No, but trust me, like you can have a stylist, but like a stylist can only take you so far. Like he has swagger. Like, okay. and it's, I, I believe and he the has fact swagger that too. he takes those risks that his stylist recommends to him mm -hmm. means he has style. Okay. Yeah, that that's true. So he maybe like gets it, but I feel like she is so. And like, say, I don't really love Taylor's style, by the way. I don't think she has like great style. But her, her art, you know, her, her artistic side is going to like want yeah. this to be such a like, like, like it's a, like an, a story, an emerald heart-shaped diamond can or something I tell like everybody that. I need I need everyone to go follow this Instagram account it is one of my favorite Instagram accounts to follow it's called you belong in this and the biggest thing with like Taylor Swift is she's like a billionaire like she has so many resources like she could definitely hire a stylist and have the coolest most amazing outfits but like it's kind of a well-known fact on online like she looks great in her clothes and she she looks fine but like her outfits are never like killer. Like right. she's never like known for her outfits. I will say she has some pretty cool like red carpet looks. But when it comes to her like her streetwear, it's you can typically tell that she put it together. Like she'll wear like brown boots with a black bag, and it's like, honey, come on, like you're like a billionaire, like yeah. get it together. Um, but there's an Instagram called You Belong in This, and they take pictures of Taylor Swift, like just, you know, walking in and out of uh, electric lady studios or, you know, going to dinner or whatever. And they Photoshop her and what she should be wearing. <laughs> and she looks so cool. And That's it's like cool. all these outfits that we wish Taylor Swift would wear, but she doesn't. It's one of my favorite cool. accounts to follow. But, um, but yeah, like, do you also, I want to know what your thoughts are in like designing a ring. Like, do you feel like the guy should always design the ring? Should the girl be sending her Pinterest board? Should they know before they go in on it? Like what it is your theory, theory with that before engagement? I think it depends on the female, but like, I think that the best rule of thumb is like female designs mood board. Yeah. Communicates to male what she wants and that male listens really well, takes mood board to yeah. designer. And then the girl's like, oh my gosh, yeah. like you got exactly what, how did you know? <laughs> right. How did you know? And like, meanwhile, like sent 17 sex. So I recently got a new ring and um, it's funny because I like 
adore my the first ring like the ring right. that you designed and you chose for me but i've had this idea of idea of this like bike like dream ring like shortly after like in my mind for so long so for our five-year anniversary i got my ring done by this guy in new york his company is called lnl jewelry mm -hmm. and um it's like a small like mom pa shop in new york he's just like a family-owned jeweler and i um knew exactly what i wanted but Unfortunately, what I wanted was very custom. Like you could not get it from like Ring Concierge. I mean, Ring Concierge does like custom stuff, mm -hmm. but um, what I wanted was also very specific in like the prongs and the size of the band. Cause I really wanted a skinny band, but like sometimes with like the weight distribution and like the prongs, like you can't do what I wanted to do. It was like very like, like physics was involved, you know, <laughs> like it was like, so anyway, I met this guy in, in, uh, over like actually online and got on some phone calls with him. His name's Abraham. He is amazing. He gives great prices and he's an amazing, like custom jewelry designer. And so it actually took probably six, seven months, but I designed a ring with him behind Jordan's back for, sure. for months. Okay. But I knew my, our five year anniversary was coming up. So like once it was here and you asked me like, oh, I was like gonna have something ready to tell you. Yeah. Um, but like, I think it's just different for everyone. But for my particular ring, something that I really wanted was, um, it's not a hidden halo because the halo goes like underneath the ring. It is, uh, and I had this on my first ring. It is a halo that you still have around the diamond, but it's just set a little bit lower so it doesn't compete with the diamond because a lot of times when you have like a halo that surrounds your diamond, it's just kind of all looks like flush. Yeah. But if you have a hidden halo, you can only see it from the side. Well, I wanted a halo that was set below the diamond, but still around that. And it's very like, it's just like a custom thing. I also wanted gold because I had a silver, like I had platinum, whatever before. So anyway, I had a lot of different things. I wanted prongs in the middle. I have a, right now I have a radiant cut diamond. It, sorry, no, it's an elongated cushion. And I wanted prongs in the middles, not on the sides to make it look more like round, not rectangular. So like I had all these very specific things that like, I'm sorry, babe, like you would have never known. Yeah, I mean, very clearly I would have failed at this. Very, I was very like, yes, uh, particular about I, what I wanted within the diamond. I really wanted to focus more on like the brilliance than the color. Like I just, I knew. So anyway, I worked directly with him. And then it was one of those things when people were like, oh my gosh, you got in your ring. I was like, yeah, Jordan did so good. <laughs> he's just like, he's so good at it. Like, like, you know, like I gave him all the credit, but like, and then people are like, all the husbands are like, how did you do this? And I was like, well, you know, she wanted a hidden halo. Have you heard of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the prongs have to be this. The prongs have to be <laughs> in the middle, not on no. the, yeah. So, but anyway, so I think it's just different for every couple. And it's like, do whatever makes you happy. You know? I, 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 I've said this for the record. I don't think that Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift are getting engaged. Okay, well, I think they are. So, okay. we'll see what happens. Okay. That makes you really go, hmm. It's, a, it's like the best part of the podcast when we look at each other and say, hmm, because we have to make eye contact and like I read know. each other's minds. I know. Because we have to say, hmm, at the same time. We're on an absolute roll today, let me tell you. You're in my mind, I'm in your mind. Um, okay, so it's been very cold. Is it cold today? I haven't been outside just yet. It's like uh, 34. So yeah, that, that would qualify as chilly. To a Texan, yes. Speaking of the cold, did you hear about all of the Teslas that basically froze to death up in Chicago? No. You ever heard about this? No. It was like end of the world apocalyptic-ish. Like that movie? Yes, that movie, the leave the world behind. So this is what happened. 
first of all, it's been a crazy week. Dallas hit nine degrees, probably even like lower than that, which guys like for us Texans, we don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the apparel to deal with nine degree no. weather. The Arctic freeze is hitting the rest of the country as well. And it's bringing more problems than just ice and snow for Tesla drivers. Some Tesla drivers in Chicago were left stranded in frigid temperatures while they waited hours for their cars to charge. Temperatures in some areas were projected to drop as low as 45 degrees below zero, negative 45, which caused Tesla charging stations to stop functioning properly or at all entirely. Have you ever been in weather that cold before? No. I mean, it was like nine degrees and I felt the wind going through my bones. This is giving leave the world behind vibes from that one scene where the hackers took over all of the software inside of the Teslas and at one time had all the Teslas drive and cut off all the highways and crashed together. So no one was able to, um, travel anymore. They couldn't like use the roads, yeah. the system roads or the systems anymore because all the Teslas were hacked. You know, it's, it's possible that that would happen, but di didn't uh, didn't the Obamas produce that movie? Yes, yes, the Obamas um, produced that movie, and I'm so happy that you decided to bring up like presidents because like you know how uncontroversial that is, <laughs> and like you know how like just people are gonna love us for talking about the Obamas. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy that we can talk about this. But yes, the Obamas <laughs> did produce that movie. If y'all have not seen that movie, Leave the World Behind, the Obamas or whoever produced it, they had to Were have some, some type of message, but y'all should watch it. It is kind of like creepy, but it's not scary. And like it's it's filmed in a very creative way. Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. Some people were like, what the heck was this movie that you recommended, Danny? But it's basically about like what would happen if all of our uh, telecommunications, computers, softwares, everything got hacked and nothing worked anymore, like digitally worked anymore. Yeah. And how everyone basically would have to like fend for themselves and if we weren't able to band together it would start like essentially like a civil war yeah i saw like a tiktok i know this wasn't true but i saw this tiktok that was like this movie was based on a day that almost happened in the obama administration era and then i, looked I mean it, i'm sure and then i looked it up and <laughs> that wasn't true but i'm sure that like the obamas were able to bring some credibility to like some of the things that actually could realistically happen if yeah. we were hacked at that capacity you know what it makes me think of what? That your wonderful prepared husband has enough Tylenol, Tums. And paper towels. Gas masks and paper towels to survive for at least four mm -hmm. months. I'm really happy that we have those uh, whistles too. That'll get us really far when the, we're starving to death. No, the emergency whistles. So if, mm -hmm. a, uh, if someone's looking for us, we whistle. Say, we're here. Because we can't do that with our own lips. <laughs> you know? Well, how do you think Elon feels about this story? just bad PR. No, he's, he, he's very good at like spinning bad PR though. Yeah. But like, this was like pretty bad. Yeah, It's like, kind of like an infrastructure failure. Like it said that, um, it's like you guys got the top engineers in the world. You didn't think about cold weather. Yeah. He said, so at least 10 cars died and had to be towed away while they were waiting to be charged at a different suburban Chicago location. Another Tesla driver said more than 20 cars lined up to get into an already filled charging lot where cars sat dead due to the issues. 
Tesla has not commented about the issues, but their support website states recommends keeping the charge level above 20% when not plugged in, which will reduce the impact of cold temperatures on the battery. So interesting. So maybe just don't own a Tesla if you live in a cold environment. Are you a long Tesla? Am I a what? Are you long Tesla? Am I long Tesla? What does that mean? It means like, are you a... Are you betting on Tesla for the long term? No. Really? You think it's a fad? I mean, no, I, I think they're here to stay. I just would, I, like, if I ever got a Tesla, it's because I would be so rich that it would just be a car that sat there just because it's fun. Like, really? I wouldn't buy it because it's actually something I want to drive every day. Mm. I don't like the fact that you have to find these charging stations and, like, watch a movie for an hour while it's, like, I don't like that efficiency. Like, yeah. I want to rely on natural resources like <laughs> gas you know <laughs> so spoken, wanna, spoken like a true texan you know don't you substantial don't, don't you bring those batteries in don't the bring fire. those batteries those things will explode <laughs> anyway i really like this story Kim K is relaunching her makeup through skin. And do you know why I like this? Well, let me read about it first. Okay, so business mogul and reality TV star Kim Kardashian is bringing back her makeup line, but the new line will not be under her KKW makeup and fragrance lines, which shut down back in 2021 and 2022. Kardashian announced the news that her nine product skincare line, Skin, will now have a makeup line that Skin says is in a skin-loving formula that meets high-performance glam. Their first collection will feature 15 longwear matte lip liners, 10 full-coverage matte lipsticks, as well as a matte eyeshadow palette that includes 12 warm and cool nude shades. The collection is launching on January 26th. Ugh, marking she my just, calendar. She cannot take that Fenty mm. is beating her. That's what she can't take. Well, I mean, Fenty is like slaughtering her but skims yeah. is like just doing so great and kim is just uh, the reason i like this story the most is we have um someone that works very closely with the kardashians like we in our ecosystem that we i mean we're not really close with this person but like you know we've had some conversations we've got some insider knowledge we got some insider knowledge and the reason why i like this story so much is first of all this person who knows kim very very well has the best things to say about Kim Kardashian. Said mm -hmm. she is a phenomenal mother. Said that she is um, so kind to everyone that she works with. She's a hard worker. Really respects her. She's smart, and um, and I just love. I love to hear that. I love that insider knowledge. And then I thought one of the most interesting things was she said out of everything that Kim does, she is most passionate about skin. Her her skin line. Mm. And I thought that was really cool. I mean, it makes sense because this girl has, has incredible skin. But, you know, Kim has so many businesses and so many things and projects that she's working on. She's invested in, in so many different areas. And out of everything, she loves her skincare line the most. And so I thought that was really cool. So I'm really proud of her, excited for her. So, so uh, basically she's switching from skincare to makeup. She's launching her, so she, she used to have KKW, which they like got rid of. And now she's relaunching makeup within her skincare line. Mm. Do you think this had anything to do with her divorce from Kanye? Like asset No, production? I think it, maybe. I think that there's probably something that like they had to get rid of KKW. Right. Like something with the, I, I don't know who owns, I don't know enough of like the behind the scenes. Are you excited for this or does it just feel like another brand that the Kardashians are launching? Um... Good question. 
I will always probably buy into anything that Kim does because I think that she is um, like really smart and I don't think she would ever put out anything poor. Mm-hmm. But I not think, the other sisters. I think Courtney cares the least about business. She cares the least, but she also cares the most because she's willing to put out products that she knows are like more niche that aren't going to do as well. She just like likes them. But when, I, think like, that I think her business team makes her put out niche products because they know that she's not going to get fully behind anything. So they're like, okay, we'll, we'll use your name to tackle this niche. The sisters are always launching something and I, I just love the sisters. Yeah. I love the family. So I'll always be supporting. Hmm. So this last story is wild and it has to do with one of my favorite companies, eBay, which fun fact, um, when I first started my YouTube channel, the only way I could afford all my equipment is I, this is actually like maybe fraudulent and maybe I shouldn't be sharing this. It's okay. Just leak it. <laughs> um, I used to go to all the TJ Maxx's, Marshall's, Big Lots, like all those like like discount stores and I would buy things at TJ Maxx Marshall's and I would clip off the sale tag and then keep on like the real retail tag and then sell it on eBay. Is that fraudulent or is that hustle? Some would call it fraudulent. Some would call it hustle. It wasn't fraudulent. It was not fraudulent at all. It was just smart in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Says every criminal who's committed fraud. It's like I broke the system. The system's not the problem. or I'm not the problem. The system's the problem. Well, it was from free people. I just bought it at TJ Maxx and clipped off the TJ Maxx. And honestly, the way that that inventory flows to like that's free people saying like it's probably like brand new inventory. They're just having to get it off their books. They give it to TJ Maxx. So yeah, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I'm good. Also, that's not how TJ Maxx works, but well, that would be a different episode. Okay. It's actually really interesting how TJ Maxx works. Um, they have like exclusive things that like Ralph Lauren makes for just TJ Maxx that are lesser quality that they oh. actually don't get in stores. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, okay. So eBay fined 3 million after workers harass couple with spiders and cockroaches. If that headline doesn't get you, I don't know what will. Just drop off the pod. Because you know me, I hate cockroaches. Spiders, I'm okay with, but cockroaches. Ugh. A couple of Massachusetts named Ina, or is it Ina, and David Steiner are getting a big win after being harassed by former eBay executives. The Guardian reports that eBay harassed the Steiners after the couple produced an online newsletter called e-commerce bites that upset eBay executives with its coverage. They report that the Justice Department has charged eBay with stalking, witness tampering and obstruction of justice after they alleged eBay employees harassed these, the couple by sending them spiders, cockroaches, and more. The online retailer will pay a $3 million fine to resolve the criminal charges. This all started in 2019 after Ina Steiner wrote a story about an eBay lawsuit accusing Amazon of poaching its sellers, according to court records. A half hour after the article was published, the harassment began. This is so crazy because this came from like an eBay executive. Can you imagine if like I got on like, you know, Ulta and looked at Divi's like negative reviews and then started sending these people cockroaches <laughs> and spiders. Like, honestly, there's a part of me that wants to, but like, I never would, you know, like th- this person like did it. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's pretty demented. I'm not going to lie. But do you think this person was just like kind of joking or do you think he was like really like serious? No, I don't think it's, I think there's a point where it's like, ah, I'm going to send them cockroaches. And then it's like, 
I have to hire a private investigator to find their address to send them cockroaches. You yeah. Know, there's like kind of like a, yeah, there's it's like, not a joke anymore. Like it's a, there's a psychoness to it. Yeah. I think it was probably like a strategy to shut them up. And I wonder if like a lot of other companies like do this to like silence, uh, opinions that they don't want other people to say. This is what's also so kind of disgusting about this. They sent a bloody pig's mask, a funeral wreath and a book about, uh, grief and how to deal with the grief grief of your spouse dying. What? So this did get really aggressive this is and like nasty. This is mob behavior. No, this is... That's like what the mafia does. Repulsive. eBay, you should be ashamed of yourself. So the, the craziest... You want to know the craziest part about the story? Yeah. It wasn't like a director level person. It was like the CEO of eBay that did the this. The chief executive? Yes. Stop it right now. This guy has way too much time on his hands. No, I mean, I think that this is this is a bad dude. This is a bad man. <laughs> this is a bad man. Like he was given power and he was like, Can I'm you gonna imagine abuse Imagine what he would have done to me when he found out what I was doing. <laughs> he would have <laughs> Yeah, he would have not. I mean, I don't even know what he would have done. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's so crazy. It's like uh I, I just wonder if other companies are doing this. Yeah, um, hopefully not. <laughs> so if you're an eBay user, or honestly anyone that writes any negative reviews, watch out, because you never know who could be reading, who could be looking. It could be the, C the CEO of the company. Not to be interpreted as a indirect threat from Danny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would never. Um, love you guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Make sure you follow us on our de-influence podcast or Instagram. I mean, we have a lot of fun giveaways, content that we post over there that you do not want to miss out on. Feel free to leave us a review. We love you and we'll talk to you later. Bye.